ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited today to speak with the head fencing coach at Wagner, uh, Ms. Gabrielle Chow. How are you, Gabrielle? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for taking the time to speak with me today. Absolutely. So I'd like to start out with just learning more about your background, your introduction to fencing, um, how you were introduced to the sport, that kind of thing. Okay. So I was introduced to fencing because my dad was helping his friend throw a party. So we were going to pick up his truck from a garage and above the garage was this fencing club and they had a tournament going that day. And there was a kid downstairs wearing these really bright socks outside the garage. And so we decided we'd go check it out. And then I decided I wanted to try it and I stuck with it. And I ended up fencing in college. I went to Boston College and I fenced there for three years. And I stopped my senior year because I had a long-term back injury that just kind of killed it for me. And I was expecting that to be the end of my fencing career. Um, I was done with it. I was ready to move on. And then COVID happened. And during COVID, um, I mentioned to my coach that maybe while I'm like looking for a regular job, even though the market wasn't great, that maybe I'd like coach fencing in the area because my parents had recently moved to New Hampshire and there's a few clubs up there. And a few days later, he forwarded me an email saying that Wagner College was looking for a fencing GA or graduate assistant. And he asked if I'd be interested in it. And so I applied. And during my interview, I found out that I would be the head coach or the position, even though it's a graduate assistant position, it's a head coaching position. Um, and then I went through another few interviews and now here I am at Wagner College um, coaching. It's an all women's team. There's 12 fencers this year, which I'm really excited about. We have a full roster. Um, team looks good. We have the freshmen are really excited about it. The returners are excited to be back after COVID. So I'm really looking forward to our season. We have a great, great couple of events lined up, both for the spring and the fall. And our first meet is the Temple Open on the 23rd of October, which is super exciting. And that's going to be like what I consider to be my first real meet as a head coach. Um, last year during COVID was a very strange year. Um, the college gave everyone the, the opportunity to return to campus or stay home. And the majority of my athletes decided to stay home. So I had a team of five, which is the minimum required to compete. Um, you can't go below it. So, and our school didn't come back until like mid-February. So we had approximately four week window to train and compete. And we were able to get to one meet during that window. That was my first meet as head coach where we fenced Drew three times instead of like a traditional like multi-school meet, mm -hmm. which is why I'm really excited for Temple in our upcoming season because there'll be multiple schools again and you'll, it'll be like the full chaos of like a fencing meet with all the sounds, the lights, the screaming, the, the coaching. Uh, so I'm really excited to return to that. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds exciting. Um, so you were really just thrown into the fire from the very beginning. Uh, that's that's quite a way to be introduced to you know that that kind of position and that kind of responsibility. Um, what were I guess some of your first priorities you know in that position or how did you kind of navigate those waters with COVID and everything? Mm -hmm. So my first priority is recruiting. We're a very young program. This is the sixth year. Um, this is only the second year we've had a full roster or technically the, the 
third, I guess. I don't particularly count last year because there were only five of them, even though our roster was full. Um, so it's like the second year that we're competing with a full roster. Um, last year, we had our second year of like graduating seniors. So we're a very young program. So we're looking to build that. So recruiting and building the team is my first priority. And my next priority is building culture, creating team culture, because like I said, this is a graduate assistant position. So every two years, a new coach comes in. This is my second year here and I graduate in May, which means a new coach will be coming in over the summer. And since your coaching isn't consistent, you need consistent culture because a lot of it's going to come down to the team and how they want the team run. So they really need to make it their own. So we need to develop strong culture. That's really interesting. I didn't realize that. So in terms mm -hmm. of culture, can you can you speak a little bit more about what kind of culture you're looking to build? Like you said, it's, it's um, still a developing roster, the first time you've had a full roster. Um, mm -hmm. so what kind of culture um, are you looking to build? And I guess, how are you going about doing that? Okay. Um, I'm looking to have the team motivate themselves. They need everything they do needs to come from them because since your coach changes, you don't know if your coach is going to be like super on top of it, like on top of them um, being loud and hype, but then you might have a coach who's on more on the quiet side, like you either do it or you don't. Mm -hmm. So like they don't know what they're going to get in terms of coaching. So they need to make sure that they bring their best energy every day to practice, to lift, to meets and competitions. They need to be able to support each other and they need to essentially just be like a unit that keeps pushing each other to be the best version of themselves, either on the strip or maybe even in the classroom that, because this is, I feel like college athletics are more than just competing in your sport. It's like teaches you life skills and how to work as a team with other people, especially since fencing and before you get to college is so individual um, clubs. It's all like, I never really competed with anyone. My dad would take me to tournaments. My uncle would take me to tournaments and it would just be me. And I'd have like some friends that I made along the way, but you weren't a team. So this is great time for um, fencers to learn how to work together and be part of that team, which is great moving on and applying that to other places in your life, yeah. which yeah. is part of the culture. Um, what I say a lot to my kids, um, I call them my kids, which is a little ridiculous um, because they're only a few years younger than me, but I tell them captains dictate culture um, because they're the leaders of the team and the rest of the team looks up to them. So if your captains are those go-getters who want to make sure everybody's working hard, who want to improve their game, the rest of the team kind of follows suit. Gotcha. I like that. I like that. So making the team captains and team leaders more accountable and taking ownership of that. I like that a lot. Um, now, can you talk a little bit about so you're, you came from a, um, a mixed gender program and now, you know, mm -hmm. coaching at a single gender program. Do you notice any differences in, um, I guess, how you approach things or, you know, kind of mm -hmm. what your, your, your day to day looks like as a coach there? Um, coming from like a mixed gender program, um, technically at BC, we were like a men's and a woman's team. So we okay. were like two separate teams, but we like all practice together because you just, it's just more helpful to have more bodies when you're practicing. Um, so you get a lot of variety in bouts. However, coming down to a single gender program, and we're still fairly small, there's only 12 of them, and we have 
six foilists, three saberists, and three epists. So the three epists and the three saberists just fence each other all day, every day. And it's at a certain point, it gets monotonous and you start to know each other and you know each other's habits. So I would say one of our biggest challenges would be to get variety in our training. So this year I'm looking to send them to clubs in the nearby area because we're in Staten Island, which is right near New Jersey, near New York, near Long Island, where some of the best clubs are. So I want to take advantage of that by sending them out to the clubs in the area to get that variety. Another issue is um, since we don't have a men's team is sometimes certain events are harder to get into, like um, because you don't have that balance because there are more women's fencing programs than men's fencing programs. So uh, when you go to certain meets, there's like a ton of buys for the men because there just aren't enough men's teams. And then they put a cap on the women's, otherwise the, the event day will be too long, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't say that it's a huge hindrance. There's plenty of other schools with women's teams. We still compete with schools who have both men's and women's teams. So it doesn't really make a very large impact so far gotcha gotcha okay now i realize that you are you said you're a grad you know a grad student as well so yeah. finding balance between your own coursework and your own you know your own responsibilities outside of the coaching world and still being able to focus on the team um it, how, do, how do you find balance doing that um i think it it's all right. Um, I was a chemistry major in undergrad, which is very different from what I'm doing now. Um, I'm doing marketing, so I'm getting my MBA. And personally, I find the MBA just to be much easier because it's just not chemistry. So I feel like sometimes chemistry felt like a different language, whereas like marketing, definitely English. Like I'm understanding what's happening. I understand what my professor's saying to me. So it just doesn't feel as labor intensive. Um, I know it is, it's still hard. Like I'm not saying marketing is easy. It just feels easier by comparison. Um, I really do like my classes right now. We're doing a business simulation, which is all. So the simulations online and we go to class, we talk about the discussions, what we think we should do. And it's a group project. So we all try and create this um, online company and we're competing with the other groups in our class, which is some really nice real world experience I or online simulated real world experience, I guess, mm -hmm. would be the best way to describe it. Um, it is a lot of work though. So it's interesting to try and find the balance between practice and doing my own work. But at the same time, I have to be very cognizant of that because I'm also telling my kids, my team to be like, you need to be on top of your work, your students, then athletes. So for me to be like, procrastinating or something that doesn't set the example that I want to show them. So I need to be very on top of it. Right. No, I think that's, that's awesome. It gives you, you know, um, a more close perspective to kind of what they're experiencing because you're going through something similar as well in terms of finding that, you know, balance. Um, now you mentioned like, essentially you'll be phased out and the new coach will be brought in at the end of this year. Mm -hmm. um, are you a part of that process in helping to find the next coach? I know you're creating the culture for the team just as a whole, but are you a part of that, um, I guess, that recruiting process? Um, I requested to be part of the process. Um, it, like the job application probably won't even go out until spring. Right. So 
but I, I do want to like speak with the new coach or the applicants to be new coaches. I want to see what their goals for the program would be, what they would want to do. Um, I feel like that would help create a little bit of consistency and it would also like start the next coach with a bit more rapport with the kids because they know that if they trust me and I trust that the new person coming in is good, then they have like a little bit of initial like acceptance, I guess. Right. Like I know that coaching changes are really sudden or, and each coach has their own style, their own, like their own vocabulary. Like I know when I grew up, I had like several different coaches as people moved and each person would call the same action a different thing sometimes like um, second intention I've heard it called trap I've heard it called short I fall short I've heard it called second just second intention and so you have to get used to those like vocabulary changes and when I was at BC even um, Sid who was at the program for I believe 27 years yeah he retired and our assistant coach Brendan he took over and even though he was our assistant coach and we knew him like that that was still like a culture shift when he came in. So I can't imagine getting a new coach every two years. Yeah. So we want to keep it as consistent as possible for them. Yeah, that's great. I think that's important. Um, you know, obviously you'll be transitioning into your career phase. Um, do you foresee maybe participating, whether it's coaching or not, participating in the fencing world, even, you know, once you're no longer in this specific position? Honestly, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I probably will not be competing. Um, that, I, I've kind of had enough with that. It was really not pleasant on my body. Um, just like how you stand it, like aggravated my lower back a lot. Maybe, maybe when I'm 40, I'll do vets because <laughs> you are able to come back then, you know, try, try it out, see if I still move well. Yeah, but uh, probably not competing. Um, I'm not sure what other capacity I would. I have a lot of friends in the community still, so I'd probably, you know, spend time with them. But I don't think I'll be an active member, per se, unless um, I know one of my friends is trying to coach like a high school team. Um, I might guest appear <laughs> occasionally. But I'm sure that would be great. I'm sure, you know, yeah. I'm sure your friend would appreciate it, but I think, you know, you'd probably enjoy it too, you know, to stay in touch, stay active. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, I'm looking forward to how the season plays out for your team. Um, wishing you the best for sure. Thank um, you. Yeah. I'm excited to see how things develop. And like you said, the first meet is coming up in just a couple of weeks at Temple, Temple Open. Yeah. So excited to see how that goes for you. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to talk to you again at some point before you leave, um, just mm -hmm. to see how, how things turned out and, you know, any, any things you're doing in the future, we're always excited to hear about. So again, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you for your time too. I had a great time. All right. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye-bye.